Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hey there, this is Brittany Luce from NPR's It's Been a Minute. KQED's podcasts like The Bay, Bay Curious, Mind Shift, Right Nowish, and more all tell the stories of the Bay and beyond with reliable, human-centered journalism. They aim to inspire, make you think, entertain, and expand your understanding of the place you call home. Here's how you can support podcasting at KQED. Showing your support is easy, and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED Podcast too at donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. From KQED. From KQED in San Francisco, I'm Rachel Myrowin for Mina Kim. Coming up on Forum. I'm just a bill. Yes, I'm only a bill. And I'm sitting here on Capitol Hill. If you were a toddler in 1973 or thereafter, you know what we're talking about this hour, Schoolhouse Rock, which turns 50 this year. This anniversary, let's take a moment to appreciate what a delightful series it's been, teaching us government, math, and more with music and humor. We'll talk to a number of people who can explain the history with names and dates and hear from you, the listeners. That's next, after this news. This is Forum. I'm Rachel Myro in for Mina Kim. As your body grows bigger, your mind must flower. It's great to learn, because knowledge is power. It's Schoolhouse Rocking, a chip on the block of your favorite schoolhouse, Schoolhouse Rock. I don't know about you, but Schoolhouse Rock taught me my multiplication tables, the preamble to the United States Constitution, and how to use adverbs. On the 50th anniversary of its premiere, let's talk about a time that seems so far away now when network television, of all things, gave American toddlers a collective head start we could all agree on. Whether you first watched Schoolhouse Rock on TV or DVD or YouTube, we want to know what's your favorite Schoolhouse Rock song. Extra credit if you sing us a few bars. Join this happy conversation by calling now, this hour, at 866-733-6786. Why don't we start the conversation off with our first guest, James Ponawazic, chief television critic for the New York Times, who actually inspired us to do this segment at KQED with a column that caught our attention. Jim, thanks for joining us. Oh, th- thanks so much. Knowledge is power. <laughs> Knowledge is power. Well, so uh, give us a little power. Tell us about your first childhood memory of Schoolhouse Rock. Um, so, you know, I was, uh, uh, like many people, kids of my generation, you know, I spent my Saturday mornings parked in front of the TV set, uh, some of them watching the the, the truly terrible Hanna-Barbera cartoons on ABC, uh, which Schoolhouse Rock landed, you know, right, right in the middle of. And I remember when I was when I was uh, in second grade, uh, this this happened to coincide with uh, we were, we were learning our multiplication tables in math class, 
and uh, our, our, our teacher held the contest. Uh, uh, the first kids that completely memorized their their multiplication tables, I think through through twelve, got taken out to dinner at McDonald's. And I think maybe to her surprise, you know, that, that several of us uh, did. I was one of them. Uh, you know, and, and while I would like to say, you know, it was it was through you know hard hard work or my innate math genius. It was really just spending too much time in front of the TV watching Schoolhouse Rock, which, you know, taught me, you know, 369, 12, 15, 18, uh, 21, 24, 27, 30. Uh, so so that, that was the first time in my career that watching too much television paid off for me. So so now, of course, you've gone back as a grown up. Uh, tell us what you learned about the origin story of Schoolhouse Rock. So Schoolhouse Rock, like a lot of things in, uh, you know, especially the the uh, early years of, of mass market broadcast television, uh, was brought to us by Madison Avenue, basically. It was, it was the brainchild of an advertising executive who had noticed that he had a, a child, I believe it was a son, a teenager, I want to say, who struggled memorizing math and multiplication tables, but effortlessly was able to remember tons of, of rock lyrics. Uh, and so he went to a, a creative director and an, an art director at the agency uh, with the idea of, could we develop an educational program that teaches kids, you know, it initially was it was math, mathematics, multiplication, uh, through music. Um, but no, I'm I'm going to break yeah, in here and, and yeah, ask sure. you a you know a typically Gen X skeptical question. Do you think this uh, this is an honest origin story? Because I'm you know I'm thinking of public television, which gave us Sesame Street in 1969, The Electric Company in 1971. I mean, you know, just given the timing, isn't it also possible that you know somebody at ABC said uh, we we got to do something that competes? Well, there's, it's conceivable. I'm not sure that, you know, ABC necessarily saw, it, saw itself competing in the same way with, you know, as you say, you know, Sesame Street was, had only been on the air for a few years at this point, um, you know, because th these were, you know, uh, three minute interstitial uh, segments, not entire blocks of programming. But there certainly was, although there really was very little regulation compelling educational material at this point in in kids tv uh there was for instance uh uh cbs uh ran um uh other uh, similar sort of interstitial uh, uh i i forget what it was called but it was like you know cbs cbs news for kids segments mm. uh that it, that you know abc did i think sort of want their 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 counterpoint to so you know cert i mean certainly you know it, it's Anything that makes it on television, you know, commercial television especially, is aimed to, you know, to 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 get eyeballs. Uh, so, you know, if there was a way to sort of get credit for doing something that was seen as, you know, you know, kind of fortifying this sugary cereal of of television with with a few vitamins. Uh, and also getting enough kids to enjoy it that, you know, it actually boosted their ratings or didn't get them to change the channel, then so much the better. 
Well, I'm pretty sure we boosted our ratings for this show <laughs> simply by putting the call out uh, for people ahead of time uh, to leave us a voicemail uh, singing part of their favorite song. And uh, boy, did we get some terrific voicemails. Why don't we play one of those now? Conjunction, junction, what's your function? Picking up verbs and phrases and clauses. <laughs> so, <laughs> as you can hear, I mean, like people have not only remembered the lyrics, they've remembered the music. You know, I, I was just amazed. Uh, unlike me, they can actually sing on key. Uh, you, you know, I, it, it's worth remembering that part of the secret sauce with Schoolhouse Rock was, you know, incredibly talented composers, incredibly talented performers uh, making this stuff magic. Yeah, I mean, I think one reason that it sticks with us so well is that, you know, it worked as art. And one reason why it worked as art was that this was this was neither, you know, sort of a team of, you know, educators who are trying to sort of package, uh, you know, a pedagogical program in, you know, something that would make it go down easier with kids. Uh, you know, it 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 was it it was basically, you know, they went out to jazz musicians. Uh, you know, and performers and artists and uh, uh, Lynn Aarons, who, you know, taught you to teach the preamble, sing the preamble of the Constitution, uh, is, is now a, a successful Broadway songwriter. You know, these, 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 were, these were entertainers who understood that if you want to capture an audience, you needed a hook, you needed an earworm, you needed to, to you know, to, to entertain, uh, you know, and if not for that, you know, you wouldn't be singing Conjunction Junction from memory 50 years later. <laughs> That's for sure. I mean, there there are very few things that, that have that kind of staying power uh, with people who, you know, aren't professional <laughs> musicians. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, we, we had, and, and, and jazz fans, I uh, one of uh, my dear friends, Cheryl Duvall, uh, wrote me after I posted about this segment on LinkedIn, one of my most delightful jazz memories from around 1995, Dave Frischberg and Bob DeRoe, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly, on double pianos at a Yoshi's Sunday matinee, leading the audience in a schoolhouse rock sing-along. Uh, <laughs> right. It, you know, talk about something, you know, just it, this is a cultural phenomenon that has stuck with us and evolved over the years. And these songs were terrific uh, compositions. You know, I'm not surprised to hear that story at all, because Bob Dunna, uh, the musician who composed the entire first season of Schoolhouse Rock, Multiplication Rock, uh, was sort of a, a, a semi legendary uh, you know, jazz composer, you know, kind of a musician's musician who was known for being able to kind of, you know, craft a memorable, eccentric lyric about anything. And he really approached the range of digits, you know, zero to, uh, to 12 as you know, he basically just made he made a concept album, you know, yeah. uh, of, you know, taking the numbers and the the problems in multiplying certain numbers and playing with them, you know, turning them into, you know, into, into art, uh, you know, nine, a very difficult number to learn how to memorize becomes naughty number nine, right? <laughs> <laughs> which is, right. he kind of plays with that idea. And then there's this, this, you know, fantastic cartoon that's paired with it, with this fat cat mouse torturing, or cat, 
torturing a, a, a mouse on a pool table. Uh, you know, uh, all the stuff of, you know, great, great kids cartoons uh, put into an, an educational package. Well, we've got the phone lines lighting up. Why, why don't we grab one of those calls now? Rena in Berkeley. Hi, Rena. How are you? Hello. This is, I'm good. How are you? Good. Good. So I was calling in because I am a, a child of Schoolhouse Rock. My favorites were The Shot Around the World in Conjunction Junction. And I'm now the director of the Lawrence Hall of Science at in UC Berkeley in Berkeley, California. And we have created a whole new series called TUFF, that's T-U-F-F, Pupil, um, which is inspired by Schoolhouse Rock and uses hip-hop music in conjunction with animated um, scenes to share global issue, STEM issues-related content. So our first series was about computer science and specifically about cybersecurity. And we're excited that we're having a, a premiere of that um, new show and the musical um, partnership with Alphabet Rockers, which is a hip-hop uh, group in Oakland, uh, this Monday, President's Day. So I wanted to let people know if you want to see how hip-hop uh, music and schoolhouse rock inspiration come together for the new era, um, we'd love to see you. Well, you know, uh, it is a plug on the air that you snuck in, but uh, we can totally appreciate it. Oh, sorry. I just wanted to, I was sharing the inspiration. Oh, for sure, for sure. And, yeah, you know, that sounds like a fabulous thing for families to uh, check out. We are now going into the break. Why don't we play some conjunction junction going into this so that uh, you can hear what we're talking about. Although I know that's an absurd thought. Conjunction Junction, what's your function? Hooking up cars and making them function. Conjunction Junction, how's that function? I like tying up words and phrases and clauses. Conjunction Junction, watch that function. I'm gonna get you there if you're very careful. Conjunction Junction, what's your function? I'm going to get you there. Support for Forum comes from San Francisco Opera. Set 10 years after a school shooting, the critically acclaimed opera Innocence takes us into a complex emotional journey where our understanding of innocence and guilt is constantly upended. Kaya Sariajo's ethereal score collapses the past into the present as a community of survivors grapple with how to move forward. Don't miss the highly anticipated American premiere of Innocence, June 1st through 21st. Learn more at sfopera.com. We've all got those parts of our house where the internet just won't go. Well, if you had wall-to-wall Wi-Fi from Xfinity, you could worry less about dead spots. Because with wall-to-wall Wi-Fi from Xfinity, you get fast speeds, reliable connection in every room, and power for all of your devices, even when everyone's online. That's wall-to-wall Wi-Fi only with Xfinity. Restrictions apply. Not available in all areas. Actual speeds vary. You're listening to Forum. I'm Rachel Myro in for Mina Kim, and we are talking about schoolhouse rock. I think it's time to unpack our adjectives. Got home from camping last spring. Saw people, places, and things. We barely had a ride. Friends asked us to do 
I got to tell you, it's a good thing there isn't a camera on here in the forum studios or everyone could see me dancing. And that is, um, I don't know. Anyway, let me tell you about our guests we've got on right now. Uh, Jim Ponwazik, a chief television critic with The New York Times and author of the recent article, Schoolhouse Rock at 50, Those Are the Magic Numbers. And also Ife Rodriguez now, history and English teacher at Central Union High School in Imperial County. Ife, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I've had a smile on my face and have been boogieing all for the last 20 minutes. (laughs) This is an hour for him to boogie, too. I have to ask you, of course, what's your favorite Schoolhouse Rock song first? Uh, You know, I Conjunction Junction Mm -hmm. is one that um, just... When I I sit with my brothers, there there are three of us, and I'm the youngest. And, you know, as, as Jim was mentioning those Saturday mornings. Um, and we would always, we'd be out playing in the backyard, singing Conjunction Junction. And for a little bit, you know, when I was five or six years old, it didn't mean a lot to me. But later on, I started adding meaning to to the beat and, and to, this, to the words. You know, I, it's worth asking, uh, even though uh, Schoolhouse Rock uh, began really coming out of the gate super strong, it's, it's evolved over the years uh, to respond to, you know, changes in our culture. And, and I, I'm wondering, what's been the most meaningful change for you? Well, you know, I, I'd have to say as, as I look at some of the older, um, and second, by the way, is uh, when a bill becomes a law. That one mm. is still very relevant to me. Yeah. And, um, but I, I think that I'd have to say, as I look back on Schoolhouse Rock, that perhaps maybe some things um, like, for example, the Manifest Destiny, right? Where my brother, mm-hmm. as as uh, coming from a Spanish-speaking home, we didn't have a lot of the English idiomatic expressions, and and it's in Schoolhouse Rock that we actually learned terms like elbow room, right? Which is not there's no translation for that in Spanish, uh, but but when I when I've gone back to look at some of these, they seem like they're missing part of the story. Yeah, and um, and so they don't they don't feel like they're telling the complete story of uh, how it is that you know we actually came into the West, um, and so an update is def- a cultural update and a historical update is definitely necessary for those. Yeah. yeah. Do Do you feel that that you've heard that in later years uh, now as an adult, or or is there still room to grow, so to speak? Um, I think there's room to grow, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I want to make sure that uh, everyone who's listening now knows we are waiting for you to call and uh, perhaps even sing a little bit of your favorite Schoolhouse Rock song. Or, you know, maybe you have questions for our guests, uh, Jim Panawazic and Ife Rodriguez. Uh, the number, 866-733-6786. And now that you've got your phone at the ready, 866-733-6786. Why don't we listen to another voicemail? Schoolhouse Rock came out right when I was just at the age where I could understand and listen to it. And uh, it really changed my life. I am now 
well over 50 years old, and I still count my threes by three. <laughs> it's the magic number. <laughs> threes is magic. I mean, like, math at least. <laughs> math hasn't changed appreciably. Maybe computer science has. Astronomy certainly has since Schoolhouse uh, Rock started. But, you know, I, I was wondering, uh, you know, first, first Aitha and, and then Jim, if you could talk a little bit about um, how this series either has or hasn't addressed race in America. Have I lost uh, it? Yeah. Well, just, you know, going back, as the, the last caller said, I'm well over uh, my 50s. And um, at 56, I still have a lot of fun memories. And like I said, though, about elbow room, right? You yeah. know, that, uh, you know, I remember as a kid doing the little elbow room with my brother, Julio, and and then now when we look back on it and talk about it, um, you know, the whole uh, uh, Native American um, genocide or what have you that was completely um, left out of that, or the pilgrims coming in and um, an absence of the mention of slavery. Um, and so I feel that that was just kind of glossed over. Uh, when I look back on it now with a, with a little more critical lens as a student of history and as an adult and a person of color. Any thoughts on uh, to add, Jim? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, th I think the show, you know, it absolutely has some of the blind spots uh, and, uh, you know, omissions of, you know, not just, you know, culturally, but, you know, sort of of, of network television at the time, you know, which, you know, commercial television, you know, as, as a sort of mass broadcast medium was, was, you know, very anti rocking the boat, um, you know, so to speak. Uh, and America Rock, uh, the third season of Schoolhouse Rock, which was, you know, from whence comes the preamble, Elbow Room, et cetera, et cetera, uh, was made uh, to celebrate the year of the bicentennial in 1976. 75 through 76, uh, you know, and so there was, there was, you know, very much an emphasis on it of sort of presenting a, a feel good, positive uh, impression of, of America and its founding and how it worked. Uh, and therefore, as a result, yes, you have, you know, the story of uh, the, the colonization of the Americas with almost no representation of the native perspective and what there is is you know honestly kind of caricatured uh there's you know there's some unfortunately sort of racially caricatured drawings in uh you know animations in some of the pieces like uh the great american melting pot uh which otherwise is actually like a very sort of uh you know pluralistic uh song about immigration and you know it, as as you say it sort of skips directly over from the early settling of America straight to the the women's suffrage movement in the 1920s and leaves, you know, the entire history of the Civil War and of, of, of slavery out in the middle. You know, I, I, it was very interesting that a few years ago, uh, the ABC sitcom Blackish actually did a, a Schoolhouse Rock parody uh, with, with, with the roots uh, that was about uh, slavery and Juneteenth. You know, so it's it's still something that is, you know, it's it's people people are are still kind of riffing with and expanding on this creation, you know, and and sometimes it's omissions uh, this long afterwards. 
You know, uh, just preparing for this uh, segment, uh, producer Caroline Smith and I had uh, some some serious chuckles, uh, you know, re- remembering uh, what uh, SNL Saturday Night Live has done to, to, to spoof, uh, you know, the Bill song. Uh, mm. Oh, my gosh, The Simpsons, uh, you know, I, with an almost frighteningly uh, dead on premonition of January 6th uh, from eight yeah. years ago. Uh, you know, a, a call that might be relevant to this this part of the discussion. Why don't we go to Scott in Martinez? Hi, Scott. Hi, thank you. Um, yeah, no, just <laughs> obviously very intrigued by this last like 30 to 40 to 60 seconds of conversation, because what I was going to say was, uh, you know, my most of my favorite Schoolhouse Rock songs were all the Grady Tate songs. Uh, specifically, mm-hmm. I got six and verb. That's what's happening. Um, and, you know, I, I was fortunate enough to grow up in in a neighborhood where I was surrounded by, you know, black music and black culture. But when I moved to suburban Maryland and my friends would come over on a Saturday morning and we'd all gather around and watch Schoolhouse Rock. Um, this was like the first black music they ever heard, <laughs> you know, so I really feel like not only it's Schoolhouse Rock you know, do, do, you know, teach the math and, the, and, you know, some of the history, what y'all just said, notwithstanding, but, um, but it also kind of opened my, my peer group's eyes to like just more diverse music uh, in general. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can you know concur with you, Scott. That was certainly true for me. Um, I do want to, uh, to point out, we have a, a clip from the Simpsons parody. We, we can play for everybody now uh, just to, here, here's some folks having a, a good old fun time with Schoolhouse Rock. I'm an amendment to be, yes, an amendment to be, and I'm hoping that they'll ratify me. There's a lot of flag burners who have got too much freedom. I want to make it legal for policemen to beat them, cause there's limits to our liberties. At least I hope and pray that there are. Because those liberal freaks go too far. <laughs> Why can't we just make a so as, as you can hear, right? You know, like the, there's there's room to play with a lot of a lot of the this almost sweetly naive stuff uh, from back in the '70s. Andrew writes, three is the magic number has to be my favorite for its groove, plus for launching Della Soul. And I'm just a Bill. The only problem with that one, though, is that it turned out to be not very accurate. Today, a Bill can be turned into a law signed by the president, but Congress doesn't always implement those bills signed into law, and it never appropriates the funds, which is insane. Um, so, you know, I, I, I guess uh, on balance, it, it, it seems that, you know, we can still think of Schoolhouse Rock as a, a wonderful bouncing off point for both education and civic instruction. Would you agree, I think? Oh. Yes, absolutely. And I think that it's a good starting point. You know, and I was thinking as you were uh, playing that Simpsons clip of the conversations, the rich conversations that can be had in a classroom. Um, and uh, I was thinking about Stephen Colbert, you know, when he, uh, it may have been a few years ago that he had the bill just kind of like all depressed. And I don't recall exactly, but as you were playing that, I thought I need to go back and watch that. Uh, but it's definitely a starting point to talk about, you know, where, how things have changed. Um, but um, 
when when speaking to somebody about I'm just a bill, when the bill dies in committee, um, when I hear that expression now as a policymaker, as well as an educator, uh, when we're talking about legislation and I hear that, I think I, that image always comes back into my mind. And I think about how powerful that is as an educator um, to use images, right? And what may be silly songs or jazzy songs or songs with a great beat because students, uh, you know, they attach that to their, um, the, their brains. It becomes part of a template that they can grow on later. So and absolutely. you've, you've uh, used an updated version, haven't you, uh, of, of I'm Just a Bill? Well, we, I actually used the original I'm Just a Bill and, and discussed on that uh, and have had conversations with my, with my students. But there is a uh, 2021 version as well that um, I've looked at and have not used quite yet. Mm, yeah. And, and what, what's the difference there between the classic and the updated? Um, well, I think it's a, it's a little more relevant, you know, like we were talking about improving, right? You know, there's always room for improvement and part of education is an iter iterative process. So to be able to show the students how things change as, you know, we have this, um, a living government and, and, and to, sh to let them see the changes. But as I said, I haven't used this one yet. I was teaching AP government and I used the original. And yeah. and just discuss some of the uh, things that are happening, um, you know, at the time it was when I was teaching AP government, it was 2016, 2015. So politically, it was just a very different time. Well, we happen to have a cut from the updated version here. This one is called We the People uh, Taxes featuring. See if you can guess who the artist is. Check it. You see, to understand the present, you must first learn the past. The American Revolution all started because of tax. Because Britain was overtaxing on sugar and paper. And colonies is like, nah, bruh, I'm gonna have to see you later. How the government spends money is all up for debate. And what you gotta pay is based on how much that you make. And I know what your kid's thinking, what this got to do with me? But one day you gonna really need that social security. And I always keep it real, so I'm gonna have to say that me and my family really benefit from medicine. So you gotta vote, bruh, and it's super beneficial. Cause you have a say in who's your local officials. And they decide on how to slice the pie and how to spend the budget to help the general public. So you gotta stay aware. Time's up, listeners. Did you say Corday? I mean, you know, it, this is just a, a classic example of uh, how, you know, fresh talent brings a fresh take to, uh, you know, this this classic concept. Uh, you know, uh, Jim, you, you wrote a lot in the New York Times about nostalgia. And, yeah. and I'm, I'm wondering, you know, how, how this strikes you. There's clearly a lot of love across so many uh, different, uh, you know, musical styles, <laughs> philosoph uh, philosophical approaches. Um, what, what is it people feel nostalgic for when they feel nostalgic for the early days of, of Schoolhouse Rock? You know, people love the music and they love the images. And, you know, with when you're nostalgic for old things, uh, you're always, you know, a little bit, you know, just nostalgic uh, uh, for, for, for your own past. But also, I feel like watching uh, and listening to some of these things now, it's 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 sometimes a little bit bittersweet in a, you know, just kind of 
reminder of how our society and our media sphere uh, has 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 changed uh, over over those fifty years. Um, you know, uh, getting back to America Rock, uh, say, you know, I don't want to over romanticize the you know the early to mid seventies as you know just a period of you know harmony and 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 agreement or whatever you know obviously there there had been the vietnam war we're just coming off the 60s uh but there is you know a a, a little bit less of a level of polarization that you can even see in you know just looking at things like i'm just a bill right it's it's you know it's it's coming from a sort of shared agreed on premise that government is a good thing it's it's good to use like the power of government to help people you know in the, in this case i think the the bill was trying to get school buses to stop at railroad tracks uh you know and i think that there is you know there's a little twinge that you know i certainly feel you know and felt like watching this with with my kids uh you know when we did it you know just thinking now about how so many of these you know like education is so polarized now Science is a polarized subject. Uh, 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 you know, certainly uh, uh, government and you know the principles of of government. Uh, you know, so I think you know, in addition to you know all the very like sweet and fun aspects of nostalgia, nostalgia also is to use another TV reference. You know, like Don Draper told us on Mad Men, it's it's the the ache from an old wound, right? And I think you ache a little bit for things that you feel that you've lost. Wow, that's a beautiful poetic thought there, Jim. Well, you know, we uh, we may not be able to agree about civics or government these days or maybe even science, but I, hopefully we can all still agree about adverbs. So see if you can recognize this song going into the break. You're going to need if you write or read or even think about it. Lolly, 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 get your adverbs here. Got a lot of lolly, jolly adverbs here. Anything you need and we can make it. Support for Forum comes from San Francisco Opera. Set 10 years after a school shooting, the critically acclaimed opera Innocence takes us into a complex emotional journey where our understanding of innocence and guilt is constantly upended. Kaya Sariajo's ethereal score collapses the past into the present as a community of survivors grapple with how to move forward. Don't miss the highly anticipated American premiere of Innocence, June 1st through 21st. Learn more at sfopera.com. We've all got those parts of our house where the internet just won't go. Well, if you had wall-to-wall Wi-Fi from Xfinity, you could worry less about dead spots. Because with wall-to-wall Wi-Fi from Xfinity, you get fast speeds, reliable connection in every room, and power for all of your devices, even when everyone's online. That's wall-to-wall Wi-Fi only with Xfinity. Restrictions apply. Not available in all areas. Actual speeds vary. You're listening to Forum. I'm Rachel Myro in for Mina Kim. Well, every person you can know and every place that you can go and anything that 
show, you know their nouns. A noun's a special kind of word. It's any name you ever heard. I find it quite interesting. A noun's a person, place, or thing. Oh, I took a train, I just forgot where I was for half a second. Isn't it that? Isn't it the way Schoolhouse Rock works? Has always worked for those of us who grew up listening to it. Uh, well, we have been talking about the 50th birthday of Schoolhouse Rock, the landmark TV series that taught Gen Xers and subsequent youthful generations math, history, grammar and some might say a shared understanding of citizenship. We're talking with Jim Ponowazic, a chief television critic at the New York Times, and Ithe Rodriguez, history and English teacher at Central Union High School in Imperial County. Ithe, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. Well, I, I want to make sure that uh, we also get in some of our terrific comments here. Let me let me just read off a few. Ellen writes, conjunction, junction for me. We even got this in Canada as kids. Ed writes, all of the songs trigger, trigger floods of memory, usually involving bowls of cereal being munched in front of a small TV. I think my favorite might be I'm Just a Bill. Let's not forget how awesome it was that they made a song out of the preamble to the Constitution that's why I can still recite it. Steve writes, Schoolhouse Rock starting airing on TV when I was seven years old. I learned the preamble to the U.S. Constitution thanks to Schoolhouse Rock. Even today, I can still recite the words and sing them too. Matthew in Sebastopol writes, as a linguist and anthropologist, I'm struck by how similar the schoolhouse rock effect evokes the ancient trope of embedding a story in song. Preliterate societies used this capacity of linking left and right brain to transfer the distilled wisdom of millennia. Is schoolhouse rock just a modern Nordic Edda or Greek tragedy in modern form with educational content? Well, I'll just let that question stand. Why do we take another call, Amy? in San Jose. Hi, Amy. <laughs> um, I remember Schoolhouse Rocks from the 80s, but when I was a teenager, there was a, a re-release of alternative bands uh, playing mm -hmm. the songs, and it got me into a lot of uh, new bands. And uh, with the idea of, you know, things being updated, I love that idea. You know, new, new and better information can go into these classic songs and a whole new generation of artists can do it. So I'm excited to see what comes next. <laughs> Thank you for uh. sharing that, Amy. Uh, you know, Jim, we actually have the preamble song here. Why, why don't we listen to a little bit of it? We the people, in order to form a more perfect union, establish justice, ensure domestic tranquility. common defense, promote the general welfare and secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity. Do ordain and establish this constitution for the United States of America. You know, one of the one of the names that has come to mind, Jim, as I've been thinking about Schoolhouse Rock and its legacy, uh, is Lin Manuel Miranda, and you know the success of of his Broadway musical Hamilton. You know, it it, it just one more object lesson uh, as to how. Uh, music provides a space for us to 
to learn about American history and uh, and re-narrate it, reframe it, um, so that it's relevant for children today. Yeah, and how the music itself says something about it. You know, I mean, the, you know, part of part of what Hamilton did is not just to tell to retell this foundational American story, but to do it uh, through the the language and the art of of hip hop and a more sort of like you know, uh, uh, mo- you know, modern multicultural uh, framing and casting and and musical language. You know, and that's you know. I that's uh, to me like all of this schoolhouse rock Hamilton or whatever like that's more than just it's more than just a gimmick you know it's about we talk about keeping history alive right and you know what what that kind of means is is a way of like you know speaking to people about history in their own music and their own language in a way that makes them realize that you know people people who lived in history didn't think that they lived in history they thought that they lived in an exciting present, you know, just like you. They were people just like you. Uh, and that that helps you make that that kind of connection to it. Well, let's take another call now. James in Santa Cruz, thank you for waiting so long just to be able to join us today. Oh, well, thank you for having me on. Uh, my comment just really gets to echo a comment that I heard on uh, a DVD they were released, I think, the 20th anniversary DVD set. All of the original uh, um, videos, short little videos, were on that DVD, as well as a new one um, called uh, uh, Take Your Vote to College, all about uh, the Electoral College, in which they used many of the same performers. It was amazing to hear those same voices and then see the pictures of them and see that, yes, they have indeed gotten older. Uh, but they also included interviews with the people who originally founded this whole thing. If you really, if you enjoy this show, buy that DVD set and listen to and see the uh, the people who got it all started. There's an, a really hilarious story they tell where they were nominated for their first major award. I forget what daytime awards are, uh, Emmys, I think. And they were up against... Uh, the electric company and Sesame Street, so they figured they had no chance of winning whatsoever. So they didn't write an acceptance speech. And when they won, they ran up on stage, just overflowing with joy and blathering about how cool this is. This is awesome. And they forgot to thank anyone. <laughs> they got off stage and realized, oh, my God, our producers and our directors and all the performers, we didn't acknowledge anyone. We're in so much trouble. But they... Uh, <laughs> were nominated year after year, and they won many years after that. And that time, they both times they did get it together and remember who, who they needed to thank and get those names out there. Well, thank you so much for that, James. Uh, Jim, I, I, you know, I take it you also combed through those DVDs. Uh, worth purchasing, uh, e- even if you don't have kids? Um, you know, I'd recommend it. Like, I seriously, I can listen to, you know, <laughs> I, can, I can listen to this music over and over. I, I, you know, had to go out of my way to mute myself to, to make sure you couldn't hear me singing along with the clips that you were playing earlier. Uh, so, you know, you, you actually can, uh, you can stream them at, at least, um, I believe most of the seasons on Disney plus, uh, maybe, uh, available in other, uh, streaming formats, but yes, I, I, I own, uh, some of the Schoolhouse Rock DVD sets. I, I got a set when my my kids were starting to be school age, you know, which which is to say I got it for myself uh, as as an excuse to watch it. And uh, yeah, it's it's um, 
you know, I think it it really holds up uh, and uh, still has stuff to teach us. It, it, to, you know, to go off what your caller says, I believe that uh, I'm going to take your vote to college short was actually done just after uh, the 2000 election. Uh, you know, the, the, with, of course, you know, uh, uh, the, the, the Bush v. Gore Supreme Court decision and the hanging chads in Florida and all that, you know, and, and as we've seen over and over, you know, that there, there, there are still th plenty of things that, you know, adults can stand to learn or be reminded of about the complex mechanisms through which America works and the world works. And uh, yeah, I'd, 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 I'd say... I, you know, I, I say treat yourself to it. <laughs> treat yourself to it. Well, let's get a few more comments in here. Will writes, don't sleep on unpack your adjectives. Something about that groove. Paolo writes, now you have me wondering why the heck I know all the songs, even though I didn't live in the U.S. at the time. I think three is the magic number. Edges out conjunction junction, mainly because past, present, future, or faith, hope, charity is greater than and, but, or. Uh, Glenn writes, it's virtually impossible for me to rank these little tunes coupled with or independent of their accompanying visuals which are also mostly hilarious what i recall beyond every last lyric is the anticipation i felt on saturday mornings wondering which ones the tv cosmos was going to dial up also i'm convinced schoolhouse rock opened my mind all the way up at a very young age to the joy and vastness of all kinds of american music blues, rock, gospel, even some Appalachian banjo riffs. Uh, well, let's see. Uh, my producer is telling me we have three is the magic number. Should we play a little bit of that, perhaps? Oh, no, maybe not, because we've got some, <laughs> some pledge language coming up. We are in a pledge drive, dear listeners. So we have to be mindful of that and let you know that this is a terrific time to show your appreciation for this uh, public radio programming that we provide. Uh, it doesn't come cheap, and it takes a lot of dedicated people here at KQED producing it. Um, in any case, I want to remind you, we are talking about the 50th birthday of Schoolhouse Rock here on Forum today, the landmark TV series that taught Gen Xers and subsequent uh, generations math, history, grammar, and a shared understanding of citizenship. Uh, what's your favorite Schoolhouse Rock song? Extra credit, if you sing us a few bars, uh, you can email your comments and questions to forum at kqed.org or find us on Twitter, Facebook, and tw uh, Instagram. I have a sneaking suspicion we are going to be talking about this topic on social media for the rest of the day, just given what uh, what it is and what it has meant to people. Um, you know, this is a fundraising period, as I've just mentioned, for many uh, public radio uh, stations. So I, I just want you to take this moment to think about possibly heading over to kqed.org and doing your part if you haven't done it already this year, this tax year. You're listening to Forum. I'm Rachel Myro in for Mina Kim. So back to the show and our conversation about Schoolhouse Rock at 50. Uh, you know, I, I guess what I, what I want to talk about now is, is something that, that has to do with the change in our culture, which, which you talked about, Jim, at, uh, at some length in the New York Times, which, which is this idea that, you know, 
Um, we've been so sliced and diced uh, mm -hmm. by media, by politicians in, in the last few decades that we've kind of lost lost the ability to see ourselves in some common collective vision of of, uh, of America. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm glad you bring this up because I think that this is actually, going back to your earlier question about nostalgia, another big aspect of, you know, what it is that that we're, we're drawn to to fondly remember this. You know, besides the fact that, like, our public discussion and our politics are so polarized in the many ways that, that we know it is, you know, you also have to remember that Schoolhouse Rock is one of the remaining artifacts of time when we all watched the same stuff. You know, we all, whatever demographic we fell into, whether we were rich or poor, whether you lived in a city or in the country, you know, you watched the same cartoons on Saturday morning as somebody else. You know, this this was this was pre-cable, pre-streaming, pre-DVD, pre-VHS. Uh, you know, this 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 time when you know, as silly as silly as it may seem to talk about, you know, kids television cartoons as, you know, kind of a bonding mechanism. I mean, they 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 really are. You know, it was it was a time when we had, you know, a shared cultural experience that now when we have so many different choices of media and we are so divided by marketers and media and politics and culture into little different separate groups who experience different things. It's, you know, the past is often one of the only things we have in common to, you know, it's, it's one reason, for instance, when you look at like the Super Bowl ads from yesterday, why so many of them are about nostalgia, you know, and old stars and old cultural references, uh, because, you know, the past is one of the few shared things that, that we have. But there's also a way, too, in, in which uh, programs like Schoolhouse Rock uh, brought new new people, new residents, new citizens into the fold. Uh, Eli in Oakland writes, I was a poor student and Schoolhouse Rock was my tutor 40 years later when my 10-year-old daughter had trouble learning the Constitution in fifth grade. She sang the Schoolhouse Rock version to her teacher. Happy birthday to an amazing educational tool. You know, I I still think before this hour is up, we have we have another voicemail we want to play. Why, why don't we just do this one? Very little doubt uh, what the uh, best schoolhouse rock song is, um, and that would be um, I'm just a bill. Yes, I'm only a bill, and I'm sitting here on Capitol Hill. Well, it's a long, long way to the Capitol City. It's a long, long wait, just sitting in committee. But I know I'll be a law someday. How I hope and pray that I will. But today I am still just a bill. He shined your bill. Now you're a law. <laughs> He's good. Nailed He's it. good too. <laughs> Woo! And I, and I, I believe we have a, a caller, Ken, who who has promised to sing on the air. Ken, can you sing for us? Um, I'm going to try. <laughs> we we the people, in order to form a more perfect union, establish justice, ensure domestic tranquility, domestic tranquility. <laughs> Provide for the common defense. Promote the general welfare and 
Uh, Sabbath justice. Oh my God, I forgot. Care of the blessings of liberty. <laughs> to, to ourselves and our prosperity, do ordain and establish this constitution for the United States of America. That's so fabulous, Ken. Yeah. One more thing is that so I became a. Uh, middle school teacher later in life and we had to teach the constitution i played this song uh for my students a few times and every single one of them memorized the preamble just like i did <laughs> wow wow so, just a fabulous yeah. educational tool yeah absolutely yeah. and if i could just jump in and and say you know that on constitution day um i teach world history and we're usually covering the enlightenment philosophers and I jump in, I have in the past with the preamble, right? And showing them the schoolhouse rock. And what I have found is that since TikTok has taken over and you know our students are changing, they're not as interested as they were maybe 10 years ago. And so I'm really excited about We the People because um, I, I think it'll be a lot visually and, and musically more appealing. Um, and it, it'll just have more of it. The music is a lot uh, more attractive to the students that I teach. And so, you know, it's it shows that as teachers, we also have to because, uh, you know, as Jim was mentioning, the nostalgia, this brings up so much nostalgia for me. But that doesn't necessarily mean that my students will like it, too. Yeah. Yeah. And, and yet uh, that magic, that magic that happens when music and, and history and education all come together and meet uh, is undeniable. I did want to thank uh, uh, the singer we heard earlier uh, on the voicemail, Scott in Martinez, uh, just a fabulous spot on demonstration of the staying power of Schoolhouse Rock at 50. What a wonderful, wonderful uh, segment this has been. Thank you all for joining with songs and love. Uh, And thank you to our guests, uh, Jim Panawazic, chief television critic for the New York Times. Check out his recent uh, piece, Schoolhouse Rock at 50. Those are the magic numbers. Also, Ithe Rodriguez, history and English teacher at Central Union High School in Imperial County. And in honor of David uh, Joliker of Della Soul, who passed away this weekend, we want to end today's show with Della Soul's The Magic Number. Thank you all for joining us today. Funds for the production of KQED's Forum are provided by the John S. and James L. Knight Foundation, the Generosity Foundation, the Germanicos Foundation, and the Heising Simons Foundation. Support for Forum comes from San Francisco Opera. Set ten years after a school shooting, the critically acclaimed opera Innocence takes us into a complex emotional journey where our understanding of innocence and guilt is constantly upended. Kaya Sariajo's ethereal score collapses the past into the present as a community of survivors grapple with how to move forward. Don't miss the highly anticipated American premiere of Innocence, June 1st through 21st. Learn more at sfopera.com. We've all got those parts of our house where the internet just won't go. Well, if you had wall-to-wall Wi-Fi from Xfinity, you could worry less about dead spots. Because with wall-to-wall Wi-Fi from Xfinity, you get fast speeds, reliable connection in every room, and power for all of your devices, even when everyone's online. That's wall-to-wall Wi-Fi only with Xfinity. 
Restrictions apply. Not available in all areas. Actual speeds vary. All over the country, we need to improve reading in Wisconsin. Schools are changing the way they teach reading. I'm calling for a renewed focus on literacy. We have gotten this wrong in New York and all across the nation. And it's happening because of a podcast. I think your podcast has changed my life. And I'm going to share this podcast with everyone I meet. Soul to Story investigates how teaching kids to read went wrong. New episodes of Soul to Story are available now.